Stacy, welcome back to OB Boss Babes podcast. Thank you. Cheers, babe. Appreciate it. Stacy, I first featured you on the podcast back in 2021 where you were overseeing two businesses, Flint and Honey and Vaughn and Fox. But let's go back to 2017 when you were only 23 years old. You were off on maternity leave with your first daughter. She was six months old. And you opened Flint and Honey, which had initially started as a women's clothing and gift pop-up shop. So I'm trying to like picture myself at 23 years old. I can't imagine embarking on entrepreneurship, but also like thinking about that I would have no business experience and I you ne- like you never did either. Like you were going into the so new kind of on a whim. It was something that you wanted to do. So you had no business background. Nobody in your circle had much business experience. So what was like, so what was that like for you? Um, it was a little overwhelming to start, but I was really excited. So it was kind of easy for me to get going because I just had this like vision and I just followed it. Um, I had no, like you said, I had no business background. I went to school for criminology and psychology. Um, and then when I had my oldest, Ellie, I was like, I this is something that I want to try. So I just jumped into it, did the pop-up, like you said, and then moved on to Gore Street um, three months after and yeah, fast forward to today and that's that's it. It was it was it was overwhelming, but I'm I'm so grateful I did it and I loved it. But at 23 years old though, Stacy, like that is such a crucial and important time because you're still learning, you're growing and you're still young. Not to mention you're now a mom. You're yeah. now like a, what we consider like a younger mom navigating this. Like where did you get this vision and idea for your store? Um, I, growing up, I worked in a lot of small boutiques um, and I just, I don't know, like it literally was just in my head and people ask me all the time, like, how did you do it? And I'm like, I just took it one day at a time. Um, I brought my daughter with me to work for the first six months until she got into daycare. And um, yeah, I just kept going just one day at a time and just going with my gut and what I wanted to do. The vision just kind of came to me one day and I've just followed it ever since. So what were you doing beforehand? Like, um, I, So I went to school and I was at Carleton University for criminology and psychology and I was working as a personal assistant um, and I went on to mat leave and just did this. We went to a show in Toronto um, and I met with a couple different uh, wholesalers and I decided they helped me kind of like with the process and like learning how to do it and uh, that's where it all kind of began within I think it was like two months I had opened the store of when I decided I wanted to do it. Um, it w- I mean I was very young and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little old now but yes I still no. am young and uh, I, I just I don't know I just went with my gut the whole time that's all I ever say to anyone I just I just did it. Mm-hmm. One of the crucial points that I have found in my journey into entrepreneurship is having mentors and a support system, Stacey. Like, I have been so lucky that there have been a lot of women that are my age and that have been also a little seasoned, you know, who've been in the game for a little bit that have been able to provide me the direction, uh, resources, guidance. What was that like for you? What was your support system like? Um, My family is huge. Like, my parents, um, neither of them had any business background at all um, as well, but they were, like, they were my main support system. Like, they helped me with with Ellie, and now they help me with both the kids. Um, My friends, like, I wouldn't have been there with any, without my family or friends. Like, they helped... um, 
push stuff on social media. They were there helping set up. They were there helping me with the kids. I remember when I first started, I had a couple of girlfriends literally come and work. No retail experience whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I just needed one day off. Yeah. And they were there like helping me. Never took a paycheck. Like, yeah, I have, I have a great support system. And that's the only way that I'm able to do what I do because I have basically 15 parents for my girls. <laughs> so It's funny, eh? It's funny how like we as women and as moms find our village, but also we need that village as well in entrepreneurship because you're right, like you're going to burn out yeah. in some capacity if you don't find those people around you to help out. Totally. And especially when you find people who aren't in it for the money that are looking like, well, what's in it for me? Like if I'm coming to help yeah. you out for the day, like do I get a discount? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a breath of fresh air when you have someone do that. And then the other thing too is now, like I have a team of staff Mm -hmm. that an amazing team of staff. I literally can't even like explain how amazing they are. Like I wouldn't have gotten through everything that I have to this point without those girls. And like, I can leave and go on vacation and not have to worry about a thing. How amazing is that though? When you find that it's hard to find, it is hard to find, very hard to find. Um, but once you find them, it's like, Oh, don't leave yeah. me. <laughs> Stacy. I want to go back to a challenging and difficult time in your life. It was, it was in uh, 2021, like I had mentioned when I first approached you to be on the podcast. And uh, it was during a time in your life that you were dealing with some personal changes where you wound up becoming a single mother um, to your second baby girl who was only three months old mm-hmm. at the time of your recording. Mm-hmm. Why on earth did you say yes <laughs> to coming on the podcast with me? Um, I tried really hard and I still do to separate my personal life from, um, my work life. Actually going back a little bit further when I first opened, everyone was like, why didn't you open in Miracle? Cause that's where I'm from. Mm. And I was like, I just really want to separate my home life from my work life. So when, um, I found out everything that was going on in my personal life and we separated, um, I was pregnant and it was, uh, it was a very difficult time, but I worked really hard at drawing that line between work and personal. Um, so when you approached me, I was like, this is, this is huge. Cause I mean, everyone and their dog knew exactly what was going on right. in my life, even though I did try to keep it separate. Um, so when you had reached out, I thought it was the perfect time to kind of just like, you know, kind of get back into things and try and focus back on my business rather than my personal, um, everything that was going on in my personal life. So that was, that was the main thing. And when I was working and like when I was talking to you, like it was like a relief. Like, you know, it was like, I love what I do and I love um, my shops and I love my customers and I love all my support system. And that was kind of like me attempting to kind of get back into things. So, well, it's funny. I was listening back to our conversation back from 2021. And I mean, we cringe when we hear, you know, our initial <laughs> first stages of, of entrepreneurship and business. And we're like, oh my goodness, like, what was, what was I talking about? We were going off on a rant and but one of the interesting things that stood out to me, Stacey, was that you were so composed. You were just yourself. And I think that that's why we had that connection so early on, too, is like we really did connect during that interview. We did. And I had no idea what to expect going into that yeah. interview. It was so funny. Like, again, I had just, you know, figured out a lot of stuff in my personal life. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't sound like I'm off my rocker here. But we had so much fun and I was so relaxed. Yeah. In it, so, yeah. So you actually now have a third store that you recently opened, which we're going to get into next. But as a single mother of two girls, how do you how do you manage to juggle three businesses and and oversee everything yourself? Um, my my honestly amazing team of staff is huge. I wouldn't be able to do all three of them 
um, without that team. Also, you know, my family and friends, um, they're great at helping me when needed, uh, keeping a really strict routine and making sure I have time for me and myself and allowing myself to disassociate from both family and work for, you know, short periods of times also is really good for me. Um, yeah, I try to just balance everything as best as I can. I'm not perfect by any means. But, like. what, but what does that look like though, Stacey? Because it's easier said than done, right? To say that I've got my team, I've got my village, I've got staff that can oversee things. But like, what, what does a work-life balance look like for you? Chaos, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, you can ask actually like the girls that work for me, like whenever I hire someone new, I'm like, welcome to my chaos. Um, you're going to see inside my life a little bit and I just I don't really know what it looks like I go to work um, I wake up I send Ellie to school on the bus I drive EV to daycare I get to work I usually work until about two thirty-three, and then I have to go and get my youngest from daycare to be back on time for the bus once a week my mom gets Ellie off the bus for me um, I do emails at night and mm. I just try to just try to balance it all as best as I can. Yeah. You're coasting. <laughs> yeah, basically. You're coasting. Yeah, and living off of coffee and yes, all yes. the things. Yes, yes. Coffee, Red Bull, you name yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stacy, let's really kind of hone in a little bit of what you all just like provided to me here yeah. about all of your years. So 23 years old, single mom, life changes with relationships and, and what that looked like for yourself, which you probably thought like, this is not how I ever pictured my life, you know, doing no. this by myself, three businesses, a pandemic. If you had like a crystal ball and you had seen everything that was going to pan out for you, but yet yeah. you still wound up where you are today, would you have done it all? Yes. And no, there would have been things I would have done differently. Um, for sure. Uh, Flint and honey and fawn and Fox. I, hands down would have done those over and over and over again. Um, those are my babies. Dawn and Dusk, which is my newest venture, um, which I opened up just under a year ago. Um, not sure I would have done that one. That one's giving me a run for my money. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's extremely slow. The economy right now is, you know, plummeting quickly <laughs> and uh, it's very evident. So Dawn and Dusk is a self-care uh, based store. So I carry a lot of yoga wear, um, journals, body products, candles, that kind of thing. And I just find people aren't spending the money on that. Um, if I had a crystal ball, I might've opened it during COVID oh, and really? during the pandemic, yes. because at that point that was very trendy and people were really into self-care. Now I was just saying to the girls before I, you go to the grocery store and you get five bags of groceries and you're spending $300. Yep. Who has time to go and buy a, you know, a $15 face mask and a $30 candle. Like not many people have the extra funds to do that now. So yes, I would do a lot of it over again. Might've done it differently. Might've done some things, you know, at a different time point, but yeah. So, okay. So now we know a little bit more about Dawn and Dusk, but differentiate between the other two businesses. So for those who haven't turned, tuned into that, uh, that first yes. So Flint and Honey um, is women's clothing and accessories. We have like some gift stuff there as well. Um, lots of different lines, uh, some Canadian lines like Blondie Apparel, which I'm sure most people have heard mm -hmm. about at this point. Um, Gentle Fawn, Z Supply, that kind of stuff. Then um, at Fawn and Fox, it's a children's store. So we have a little bit of maternity there. We've got lots of great gifts. We've got lots of great clothing lines. Um, baby all the way up to 10, 12 is generally what I have. I had a little bit 
more for bigger, but not as much as the baby and toddler sizes. And then dawn and dusk is what I'd say is more self-care focused. So, and they're all kind of side by side. So it kind of makes it easy for me to jump back and forth in mm-hmm. my world of chaos. So, <laughs> so Stacy, opening three boutiques requires inventory. So you need clothing, mm-hmm. you need baby items, you need self-care products, but you also need to have the financial capacity to purchase quick turnaround inventory. So again, going back to 23 years old, I was winning contests in order to make money and sell tickets, you know, like what from different concerts and things so that I could make money to, I don't know, go to the bar on the weekend yeah. or to go out for dinner with my girlfriends. You at 23 were <laughs> not probably doing the same no. thing as I was. <laughs> no, I was like, working going home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were, you were not living the life that I was, that's for sure. But you were having to like look at investing in yourself and you were also trying to seek different resources for funding opportunities and grants total different mindsets at 23 years old. Yeah. Where did you learn about that stuff? Um, so funny enough, I actually didn't learn about it until about a year into my business. Um, so I was lucky at the start. Uh, my parents helped me buy a lot of my displays. We got really lucky. It was right when Sears was closing, actually. Oh, okay. And they blew out all of their like clothing displays and stuff. So I ended up getting really lucky. My parents helped support me getting the displays and stuff like that. And then the rest, I just kind of built it as I sold. Um So there was that. And then about a year in, I took advantage of the Small Business Advisory Center, um, the one in Smith Falls, and I was able to get a grant for them for some signage and some um, advertising and stuff like that. So that was really good. Um, That was really helpful. But other than that, that's the only um, grant that I actually did get. Hey, it's Jen from Wilder Waters, and you're tuning in to Ottawa Valley Boss Babes podcast. Our thoughtfully curated one-day surprise road trips will have you exploring dreamy destinations around the Ottawa area and beyond. Your journey arrives beautifully packaged with all the details for your day. All you need to do is gather your favourite people, start the car and get ready to create memories that will last a lifetime. I know you're going to love it. With a fabric obsession that started in her early 20s and having accidentally learned how to quilt. Fast forward 25 years with a pause in time for work and raising a family, Amy, owner of the Plaid Cow, rediscovered her passion for sewing and all things fabric and opened her glorified sewing room in downtown Perth. Here you can find a beautiful selection of hand-sewn scarves, bags, pouches, pillowcases, accessories, and so much more. If you haven't already, you can visit Amy and the Plaid Cow at her downtown Perth location, or you can visit her online shop at www.theplaidcow.ca. Are you thinking about starting a small business? Need help with questions on your existing business? Are you starting a business in the Lanark County Smiths Falls or the north portion of Leeds and Grenville, Merrickville, Rideau Lakes, Westport or Upper Elizabethtown Kitley. 
Then check out the Small Business Advisory Center, a free business information source designed to point entrepreneurs in the right direction, whether they are just starting out or growing their business. Access their services, whether it be attending one of their free virtual workshops, business advisory one-on-one -on -one meetings, grants and other opportunities. Visit smallbizcenter.cae or call 613-283-00062 to get started today. Pretty Little Treats is the Ottawa Valley specialty baker, making your Insta-worthy cupcakes, specialty cakes, cookies, and macarons come to life. Place your next custom order with Pretty Little Treats and check out our work on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, it's Jen from Wilder Waters, and you're tuning in to Ottawa Valley Boss Babes podcast. Stacey, one of the biggest challenges that business owners face is coming up with creative content on the socials to not only entice people to want to come in and shop or place that online order, but to create a visual idea as to why they might need that piece of clothing or that product or item. So what does your social media strategy look like and how are you getting creative on all three of your accounts, no less, to increase brand awareness and gain the attention of new customers? Well, let's start with saying I hate social media. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I hate it. It's so exhausting. Um, I just try really hard to be posting regularly. We kind of slacked a bit this summer and we noticed it actually. You can definitely see when you're not posting the difference in people coming into the store and mm. the online sales. Um, but we just try to do as much as we can with um, actual real people in the clothing in the store. So taking photos of you know some of my staff or friends, stuff like that. We love it when customers send in photos because we post those as well because it just allows people to um, see that it's real people and like real bodies and like real fashion that people are into right now. So that's, we try to do that as much as we can. We stay relevant with stories and uh, we started doing some TikToks as well. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Like you guys are so much fun because you can actually genuinely see you and I can't for the life of me remember her Maya. name. She just went away to university and my heart is oh, broken about it. So, But you guys have so, like the creative content that you have to come up with as well as like trying to time everything oh, I know. so that it matches. It's like... I mean, everybody knows it. It takes an hour to create that reel or TikTok. It takes so long. There's been days we've been doing it and we literally like close the store for 10 minutes and try and do some of them. <laughs> but we hated the idea at first. I'm glad we that like, you do it though. If we love it. And, and we have customers from all over be like, oh, we saw you on TikTok. Yes. No way. <laughs> so, that yeah. resonates though with people. It's yes. seeing that, that realness that yeah. goes on behind the scenes, but also kind of circling back to what you're saying about like real models. Yes. And, and. I say real models because you're having people come in and model your clothes, but when people can recognize and see that authenticity of people that are like, that, that person looks like me yeah, first, exactly. right? Yeah. Like people resonate with that and that hits closer to home. Totally. And when I can see somebody that has a similar body shape like me, I am more likely to buy that item versus seeing that standard model that we see on fast fashion mm -hmm. sites that don't resemble the standard person. Oh, 100%. Right? And like, also they love it. Like, like, oh, I saw you in like the Instagram post yeah. or like, oh, that looks so good on you. you know? And doesn't like, that make somebody feel good? Yes, 100%. You make somebody's day by making them feel empowered to say, wow, I feel really beautiful in that outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it makes a huge difference. So that's pretty much what we do for 
socials, no real skills there. <laughs> We're just, again, winging it. <laughs> now let's take a turn and talk about something that many retailers face in business, and that's customer theft. Something that, Stacy, I really appreciate that you were vocal about on your socials. According to a 2023 study, retail theft accounts for 37% of those losses in business. How often have your stores been targeted with theft throughout your six years in business? I honestly wouldn't even be able to count um, That's how many awful. times. It's it's bad. Like um, this summer alone, um, over at Fawn and Fox, we counted the other, I can't remember the number off the top of my head now, but it was like 23 kite baby sleepers, which are $44 a piece, um, missing. You know, um, I've caught a lot of people red-handed in, in Flint and Honey. Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, I followed someone down the road and had to deal with that. Good for you for calling them out. I tend to, some people don't like it, but you know, I tend to post their pictures on social media and I can find out who they are pretty, mm. pretty darn quickly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And like the difficult thing is, which a lot of people don't even know about, um, is we can't incorporate theft into our costs. Like a lot of the big box stores, like, you know, Walmart and like wherever they incorporate theft into those costs. Mm. But with us, we can't do that because we are already trying to keep our prices as low as we can. And we just can't afford to incorporate that cost in. So it sucks because it, everything that comes into that store, it's paid, paid for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're technically stealing straight from me and yeah. it's, it's, it's annoying. It's very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. You're a business that's trying to succeed and show up every day. We don't have the luxury of a regular business that like, if you're, if you're there or not, you're still going to get paid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. If you have a crappy day where you don't make sales, that affects, yeah. that affects things, right? 100%. Like, and so when someone steals from you, that hurts more than just the dollar amount. Yeah. That hits close to home because somebody actually had the audacity to go into your your home. Yeah. Because your your store is your is your home. They're going in and taking something from you without thinking twice. And they and do it away. right in front of you. Like I've had I've had videos of people right in front of the cash and I'm right behind the cash doing inventory, whatever else, and they'll just take it and go and it's just like come That's on. so shady. Yeah. Yeah, we have to keep driving home this message so that it stops happening. I know it's ridiculous. And it is like, it doesn't matter the amount of security cameras you install. Um, I just, I really appreciate when people actually like take the time to share this because again, I do think that this is something that's not talked about and well, you're almost shamed sometimes. Like yeah. I've had people come into my business yelling at me for having like their daughter's photos posted. I've had people threaten me on social media saying this person did not steal, remove their photo. I've, I've had it, mm. I've had it all happen to me and it's just like, well, I'm not going to post it unless I have clear video footage yeah. and I just want to know who it is. That's hard for me. Like it's, have you ever had an unpaying returning customer? Oh yes. <laughs> That's, I shouldn't even call it a customer cause they're not paying, yes. but yeah, yeah really. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple times. How do you deal with that? Um, usually I don't do too much. I contact the police generally. Um, but I, there's not much I can do unless I'm catching them do something. Yeah. I keep an eye on them. Most of the time, at the that's beginning, ballsy. it is. That's ballsy is. to like show your face again. At the again. beginning, I didn't charge people. So that was my fault because I was still like new in the game. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad for posting your <laughs> And then you get to a point where it's like, all right. You have to set those enough. boundaries for yourself. Yes. And my sister and I actually just had this conversation in, in the car actually on the way here today about talking about setting boundaries. And 
you really have to set those boundaries yeah. for yourself in business and not be nice all the time. Oh yeah. And like, it was hard. It was really hard for me. It was actually one of the police officers that he said to me, it was like a $5 lip balm. And he was like, Stacy, charge them. And I was like, but like, bomb like you know he's like it doesn't matter it's going to teach them a lesson yeah and it's also going to set precedent for like the next person that comes in oh well she was charged over a five dollar lip balm do you really want to steal from her mm -hmm. i'm like okay so ever since that conversation i've started being like okay it doesn't matter what it is. you can steal a dollar sticker if you want but mm -hmm. your picture's being posted and yeah being charged. well we've learned that too in the media when we saw Lindsay lohan yeah like yeah. for yeah. theft and stuff yeah. and like it was like oh well she's a celebrity and stuff but it's like why should somebody like yeah. that you know get away with it especially somebody who has so much money that yeah exactly that and i've had people who are home. well known in mm -hmm. the area that don't need to be stealing steal from me. yeah so don't do it exactly don't do it yeah well, being in business now for six years, maturing and growing with some tough business and life lessons in, in the way, I'm sure you've learned a thing or two about how to survive, thrive, and just get by. Because not every day, like I was saying, Stacy is going to be profitable. And there are days that you want to just throw on the towel and walk away. How do you keep going and continue showing up? Uh, my kids are a big part of that. Um, I try really hard to just kind of be someone that they'd be proud of being. Um, so that's a big thing for me is I just keep them in mind. Um, again, I have some great people in my life that keep me moving forward. And when I'm feeling down, they help bring me up. Um, got a great therapist. Ah! We all should. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Therapy is so crucial. Yeah. Family. And that's pretty much it. I, I, I love coming to work. I love going to work and I love uh, being there and, you know, I have a great partner, I've got great friends, I've got a great family, and there's not much more I can really ask for. That's the reason I keep going. You should be proud. Thank you. you no, you really <laughs> should be, because look at how far you've come. Look at what you've accomplished in all of these years. You know, right? sometimes I do, like, look back, and I'm like, holy cow, like, what a couple years this has yeah. been. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I take every day and just one day at a time. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Stacey, we can't end our chat without talking about the downtown Perth community and how you've developed relationships with customers and business owners and the value of supporting one another to strengthen each other's businesses. How have you done that? Um, I try to partake in everything that the town of Perth does. That's like my biggest thing. Like I love to support all the businesses. My family, like they come down every Christmas and they shop at all the stores Aww. for Christmas. Like I just try really hard to support everyone as much as I can um, through social media, through shopping, through even just, you know, recommendations, sending customers there. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I try to, you know, make a little bit of an impact and support other local entrepreneurs and keep customers happy and keep them coming back. So yeah. Who are some of like your main mentors and supporters within the Perth community, especially downtown? Like who do you, who do you go to, to like vent or, or shop from or there's so many. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know there's it's hard. So eh? many. Like, uh, I think on like the first podcast, I like I said, like Julie from Red Brick Emporium. Yeah. Um, there's a great business beside me. Um, um, James Gallant is the chef there and he's, Oh my God. He's a babe too. Like he's a boss babe and he ah. is so good. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's so many. I, I, I think I brought up to like Wick Witch from Merrickville. Like yes. they are close friends of mine and like they're, I honestly have looked up to them forever. Um, another one actually I wanted to tell you about, have you ever heard of the Recollective in Ottawa? No. Okay. So they were, they were going to be my shout out. They aren't from Perth, but they're amazing. Okay. Well, so yeah. So this is your, your 
boss babe that inspires you that you want everyone to know about? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, so there's, there's so many, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw this one out there okay. because like, I think I named everyone in Perth last time and like, there's just so many in Perth. I love them all. Yeah. But okay. So, um, Carla and Kelly, they own the Recollective in, on Wellington West in okay. Ottawa and you need to reach out to them because they're amazing. So they own, it's a, um, consignment store, but it's like designer finds and they're just, they're the sweetest girls. One of them's really pregnant right now and she's so <laughs> cute. I was just in there and I'm like, you're going to be me here soon. Like yeah. she's, um, she's great. And their stuff is amazing. And they've expanded a lot too. Like they moved to Wellington West, uh, a year or two ago, but they had like a cute little pop-up shop before. Anyways. Yeah. They were like the one I was thinking about when we how were talking did, about How that. did you discover them? Uh, social media. Yeah, yeah yeah social media I had some like stuff that I wanted to like get rid of as well and I was like I don't know where to go so I like yeah. was looking it up and yeah I found them on social media and then uh I believe it was Kelly that she lived closer to me and so she would even bring stuff to her house for me to pick up and um yeah just the sweetest girls so anyways they've expanded a lot in the last couple of years so that's someone that I thought I would do a little love show it. On. but there's so many like yeah there are there's I know so many like every business in Perth is like amazing like I was talking to your sister earlier about Carrie from Fashion Envy and there's, oh, there's, there's so many. I can't even. The like, Perth community is so amazing. Everybody is so supportive and lovely. And what I find in every community too, is that they're all women. Yeah. The majority yeah. of them are women owned. Yeah. And so like, it's just so empowering to be able to like walk into a space, into a downtown core area and just see the magic that women have created and yeah. the vibrant communities that they've built. Yeah. Perth it's cool. Is, Perth is great. There's. I'm trying to think. I think James is like, I'm probably wrong here. I'm probably missing someone and I apologize. But James, like the guy beside me, Gather yeah. Restaurant, he, him and his wife own it there. And he's like one of the few like male presences in the area. That's so cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. They stand out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey, where can everybody find you and your three businesses on the socials um, as well as your websites and anything else that you want to plug and promote? So we're in the middle of redoing our website. So soon they'll all be on one, which will be Smart. amazing. Smart. Um, but right now you can find us on, um, like you can just Google our names and our, our websites will come up. But Flint and Honey uh, handles Flint and Honey on Instagram, Vaughn and Fox Perth, and then Dawn and Dusk Perth. So yeah, they're all there and they're all connected. And yeah, amazing. we do online sales and we're all, all stores are almost side by side. So Perfect. Yeah. Well, Stacy, thank you so much again for being a part of OB Boss Babes as well as like our third anniversary celebration. I appreciate you so much. I'm always watching from afar, cheerleading you <laughs> on, you. supporting you. And so, babe, awesome. cheers to you. Thanks, Holly. <laughs>